0: Hello everybody, welcome to Bourbon and Beignets, the podcast where we talk about, I, I changed it the other day and you said you liked it. I said a little New Orleans, a little Kentucky, a lot of Jesus. Yes, I'm Ginger Moore and I'm technically the bourbon.
1: And I'm Whitney evans Snarden, and I'm the beignet, technically.
0: And the Snarden is new. Yes, it is. It still sounds so good. She's the newlywed, in case this is your first episode. And I've been married for a million years. (laughs) So we are glad that you have joined us for season two. Um, This is episode four. Yes, it is. Yeah. And we are looking at today with the well the theme for the season is things that entangle us yes. but it's entangled by boundaries or should we say the lack of boundaries yes <laughs> <laughs> because it's been um it's been a, a lifelong learning for me about yes. boundaries but before we start about more of the serious stuff we always like to start with our KOTDs and our POTDs and if you don't know, KOTDs are the kicks of the day Yep. because Whitney is a sneakerhead. Yes, I am. And then who knew you could be, um, I don't know what it's called if you really wear a lot of pearls maybe just uh, you're an old lady uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway we do a, we do a POTD now because after our first season we found out there are people that are actually interested in yes. all of the strands of pearls that i wear hey
1: they um, are who They're knew? very interested
0: yeah so tell us your KOTD whitney
1: definitely KOTD today i'm wearing a nasa shirt that says give me space because boundaries, boundaries.
0: <laughs> And then
1: I'm wearing some NASA vans, um, high tops. So
0: okay. And my P.O.T.D. It's one of my favorite. It's a new strand. I haven't had them long. They are from my friend Nancy, who is in the jewelry business. And I don't even know where these came from because she truly travels all over the world for jewelry. It's so. It makes me sound. It makes me feel cool that I have. Exotic friends that go exotic places. There you go. Um, but anyway, it is a long strand. I don't know the exact measurement, but I double it up to make it a long double strand, so that lets you know how long it is. And it's they're tri colored. It's yes. a tri colored strand. It's white pearls. Then some are ivory, not true white, and mm-hmm. then some are very pale, like yellowy peach. I love it. And I just. I love them and I wear them just about as much as I can. If I can get an outfit that I can wear this double long gaudy strand, you better believe I'm going to wear it. So, I love it. But we're looking at boundaries. But before we look at boundaries, we're going to, Whitney's going to share our scripture that we're basing. This season around, and then I have a very appropriate boundary story to yes, share. Yes, she does so, definitely so share our scripture, Whitney.
1: Definitely, I sure will. I want to go back to my KOTDs real oh, quick, okay? Because um, I was planning on wearing the orange low tops, but I have another pair. They're white high tops, and they're also NASA. <laughs> The NASA you have more vans.
0: than one pair of NASA NASA vans. Shoes? I
1: do. So I, I'll Nerd. wear the orange ones uh, on a separate episode. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, this is why Corbin is like you have excessive pair of. Um, of sneakers, but I've gotten of like twenty pairs, so I feel like I'm doing well. Anytime I You've buy downsized. a pair, a big time, big time. I anytime I buy a pair, I will give a pair away or sell a pair. So yeah, these are gonna be the high top uh, NASA Vans, and um, you'll be able to see a picture of them on IG. And someone requested that we put the pictures on Facebook, so maybe we'll someone who doesn't have Instagram. Okay, so that's we'll,
0: you know and. We like to hear from our listeners. Yes. So if there's something yes. that you want to hear more about, all you have to do is Just send us a message.
1: Let us know. So um, with that, I'll get into the scripture for this season. It's Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, which reads...
0: Thank you, Whitney. You're welcome. Now, you know, this episode is on boundaries because, you know, part of the reason that we are doing just this season, it's just ideas that we had when we were just talking together just in friendship and about our faith and what it looks like and... Um one of the you know, our, our idea is women of God, we want a life that's full and abundant, like John ten ten speaks of. Yeah. And there are all of these things that, you know, the thief, the liar, Satan tries mm-hmm. to come in and kill, steal and destroy. Yep. So we're just Two women that love God and try to love others well. Yes. And so, a lot of what you're hearing us talk about are things that we have struggled with, have gotten better at, yep. or maybe we're still struggling with. And yeah. That's and you may y'all may listen and go, yeah, y'all are still struggling with that <laughs> one, um, but. This episode of Boundaries, it has been important for both of us. And Mm -hmm. so this is my funny story of Boundaries. So if you've listened to any other episodes, I don't know that we have a single episode that I don't mention therapy at least once. (laughs) and Because I love therapy. And my oldest daughter, she's so funny. She she loves therapy. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's just so nice to sit and talk about your feelings. Now, for people that really don't want to deal with their feelings, they're like, you all are sick. Um, (laughs) But... I I love talking through things like that with my my daughter, Maggie, who's 21, almost 22. So anyway, I have seen a therapist. I honestly probably need to go in for a tune-up, but... In all seriousness, my therapist passed away, and it was mm-hmm. it was terrible. And I just really haven't taken the time to find a new right, one right. Um, because you somebody has to learn your whole story again, yes. and that's and that's hard. But my therapist, who helped me through so many hard times um, when I was stuck in grief, she we were talking, and I've done ministry for about fifteen years mm-hmm. now. Plus, I mean, I'm not paid. I've never gotten a salary for right. ministry, nor has my husband, but we've just done ministry just as Jesus people. And um, so I go see my therapist and I'm telling her some of what I'm dealing with and she just stops me and she says, have you ever read the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I love that book. Mm-hmm. And I'd read it years ago when I was dealing with a family situation. And she said, go back and read it again. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I thought it was really great at boundaries because I read it once, so there you go. And she goes, no, honey, go read it again. So I, I go to where I keep all those kind of books, and I can't find it. And then I realized my boundaries are so bad yeah. at this point. I gave the boundaries book away, didn't remember who I gave it to, didn't even bother to get it back. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I need to read the book again. So I have to buy the book again. So I ordered the book again from Amazon, and I remember reading it the second time. You know, and and the difference is, I read it at twenty eight. Now yeah. I'm reading it at forty eight. Yeah. So there's a lot of life in between those two readings. Yeah. And um, when I started reading it wearing my ministry lenses, I went, oh, she is right. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... I'm really bad at boundaries. There were, <laughs> you had a lot
1: of extra lenses, though, ministry mommy. Like there yes. was, there were, there were several different lenses that changed from twenty-eight to forty-eight. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I, I read it again, and I, it's you know that was probably two years ago. So I probably need to read it again. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to, you know, there's all kinds of boundaries, and we wanted to talk first, yes, about physical boundaries, because we, when we were talking through this episode, we (laughs) got to laughing so hard (laughs) about the... The difference, yeah. well, there's all kinds of difference in physical ba- boundaries. There's the difference in Kentucky and New Orleans oh, boundaries, black, white boundaries. Yes, yes. So go ahead. Give us some Give us some New Orleans boundaries. So like,
1: yes. All right. So <laughs> you all know New Orleans is like a staunchly black city, right? Uh, staunchly Catholic as well. Um, and there are some things that the Catholic Church does that I'm like, okay, I yeah, noticed this this is a no, like you're not about to put a piece of bread in my mouth and I'm not about to be drinking out of a cup that everybody else drink out of. They wipe it off. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But I'm like, no, nah, that's that's a boundary. I was like, no, nah, if this don't get me to heaven, then that's too bad. And I am like, at least I won't have the flu in heaven. So um, anyway, there. but anyway, Kentucky versus New Orleans. So at my previous hospital, um, it was majority black um and the black community we with one another especially if it's someone not with one another just out in public but like if it's someone we know or like a close friend or family member um of course we're gonna greet them with a hug and a kiss I think that's fairly standard but New Orleans is very different like we call people baby we'll give people a hug and a kiss in the street like we'll talk to a wall we're just very friendly people um and that'll be with anybody. So my old hospital, this was New Orleans East Hospital. One of the engineers, um, he reminded me of my dad like quite a bit. And so I just took akin to him, and we would see each other. I would be there every day. Like I would probably work fifty to sixty hours a week, like while going to school. It was it was crazy. And so uh, he would walk up to me and be like, "Hey, baby, and give me a kiss on the cheek and a hug." <laughs> now, if any at of work. The, at work at work at work. If any of the engineers tried that with me here, they would come back with a black eye because I'd be like, <laughs> "Do not touch me. We don't have that type of relationship, you know, or whatever." But it's very different. I quickly learned that when I moved to Kentucky, um, that every people here are um, affectionate, um, but they're a little to me. They're more affectionate with their words and not necessarily like physical affection. Um, also, one thing the difference the, the differences in physical um, affection and boundaries is that like white people why y'all be rolling up on me in the store like breathing down my neck and I'm like that's just I, I've never had a black person do that and maybe maybe that's something y'all can chime in in black or white and be like no I think I don't respect people's boundaries but I feel like there's an understood like bubble in the black community of like the social distancing thing ain't a problem. We could stand six feet apart, you know, in the grocery store because um, I don't want to be all up in your business and I don't want you all <laughs> up in my business. But I'm like, man, this social distancing got to be hard for some white people because I've been in the line just last week and this man was all up on me. And I was just like, I'm going to have to call Corbin because this man is a little bit too close. <laughs>
0: breathing on your neck. <laughs> breathing
1: down my neck and stuff. But um, I just think that that's very funny of like, physical boundaries and staying I think about like a bubble like a a space and I think that black people are very um like we of course hug and kiss one another but that's like our family and even like Corbin doesn't like hugs he says he doesn't I
0: think think he's growing
1: he likes my hugs for (laughs) sure but he he doesn't like hugs and like when I think about it um a lot of his family don't either so I don't I don't know if like the New Orleans affection is just a regional thing and like here like whether you're black and like black people here maybe you know y'all can chime in black people from kentucky or tennessee can chime in and say no no the boundaries are real like the (laughs) physical boundaries are real so i'm a hugger i'm a hugger i love hugging like cuddling and everything so those those are some of the things Mm -hmm. i realized with boundaries well
0: and and you know we know that You don't want people to touch your hair?
1: No. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. We
0: could could do half an episode on the hair boundary. We
1: really could. Please. I don't know where your hands been. Don't put your little nasty hands in my hair, like, especially when I've taken time. I've got it clean. It smells good. And And mm -mm.
0: sometimes your curls are really bouncy. They
1: are. They're very tempting, but please don't touch my hair.
0: But, you know, you and I have talked about this Mm -hmm. before, though, because I have... Right now, it's pretty long, but most of the time, my hair is very long. It's very thick. Mm-hmm. It's dark, dark brown. I mean, I've had grown men put their hands in my hair. Yeah, yeah. Like... Oh, this one man. He Uh, was older. It was uh, an old boyfriend's dad. It uh, it was I mean, he Joe me hard. (laughs) Creepy. It was was bad. So anyway.
1: Your hair does look like a lace front, though. Like, it looks like a wig a little bit. I have a coworker like that. My dad thought her hair was a wig. He was like, who's the girl with the wig? I'm like, no, she just has long, thick hair. That's it.
0: Yeah. Whitney Whitney first thought I had a a wig in. I did. But, no, it's all me. Um, But now this is what's funny about because your mom is a hugger. Oh, I big mean, time! First time I ever met her. Yes. I mean, she was like, "Bring it in." Yeah. I was oh, like, yes. Yeah. You're my people. Yes. Yes. Um, so you know, physical touch and words of praise mm-hmm. are two of my love languages. Yes. Now, I'm very comfortable being alone. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like to be alone. Ironically, our other episode was on isolation. But, um, you know, I, I like that quiet time. Mm-hmm. But physical touch words of praise i'm here for it um but my family is very affectionate my my dad was he's like well i remember my girls were little they would talk about my dad would squeeze them real hard yeah and he would they would call it a love hurts (laughs) and he would say pappy's love is hard (laughs) (laughs) but we've always been huggers you know um up until my mom got very sick, yeah. we are mouth kissers, yeah. which that's, and I don't know if that's a Southern thing or that's just some family. I think that's a family
1: thing. Cause I am too. I'll kiss my mom on the mouth. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, my girls are, kiss me on the mouth. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, you know, my girls, well, Maggie's graduated. I don't know if you've heard, she says a grown up job, praise God. Thank and, you Jesus. um, But they have, they lived in Murray together Mm -hmm. and all their, they're the place that all of their friends gather. And Mm so Mike and I go over there and we're hanging out with all the college kids and I'm cooking for everybody. And I noticed like their friends were kind of staring at us a little bit, but we came in, they hugged us, Mike kissed them on the cheek. They both kissed me on the mouth, you know, all of this. Mm -hmm. And I noticed their friends were like really staring. Yeah. And then we sat down on the couch. Well, Georgia Lee sat next to me. She puts her legs in my lap. And then Mm -hmm. later, I think Mike was rubbing Maggie's feet forks. He gives great foot rubs to the girls. And um, after we left, their friends were like, oh, my gosh, your family's so weird. Like, <laughs> we've never seen families, like, be so physically affectionate. And my girls were like, are you kidding me? Like, right, that right. was just a normal old day for us, exactly. you know? Well, it's funny. I started thinking back, you know, um, I love massage. I've mm-hmm. been getting massages for years, and our massage therapist actually goes to our church. Yep, now, Lisa yep. Bozarth, you haven't gotten a massage from her. You should. You if should. You're local, it will change your life. But, you know, she gave me massages when I was pregnant, yeah. and she massaged my belly. Like she massaged my babies in utero. Yes. Then, when they were born, she gave them newborn massages. Oh, I know. Yeah. And now, well, she was just talking to Georgia Lee at worship. She said, Now you know that you're due a tune up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I know, Miss Lisa, I've got to get in with my school schedule. But they mm-hmm. have grown up and she even like she showed me different places on their feet to rub when they were little mm-hmm. and all of that. And you know what she says is families who healthy touch stay together. Yes. And so when the girls' friends were like, Ooh, and they're like, no, no, no. And this is like the most bougie thing I think mm-hmm. they could say. They were like, "Our family massage therapist." <laughs> they're like, Our family massage therapist says, um, "Families that healthy touch stay together." <laughs> right, and their and their
1: friends are like, "Yeah, still weird." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You're weird and you're bougie now. So, you yes, know, sit down.
1: That is so funny. Yeah, my my dad um, wasn't. He was really affectionate when we were little, and then. As we got older, he wasn't really sure, like, you know, do they want me to be affectionate yeah. or not? But Is like this okay? now I can't leave without him giving me a, a hug and a kiss. And I think it's like the distance thing. My sister, um, she's she's very affectionate, but it's she's a great cuddler. Like she's such she's just such a good cuddler. So I take advantage of that. A lot of the times if she's sitting on the sofa, I'll just jump in her lap and she's like, Aww. Whitney, stop it.
0: Like <laughs> uh, I'm funny.
1: hot. Like Well, you
0: know. and you know, so I think, obviously, physical boundaries, yeah. you kind of have to work through what yeah. those are for you. But those are not the boundaries we are talking no. about. Now, those are fun to talk about. They because are it's, and it's been. it's fun to compare the differences yeah. Yeah. of what you like, what you don't like. Because you do still have
1: to let people know what your physical boundaries are. Some people are not affectionate, and you can't impose your infect, uh, affection on them, even though I did Corbin that, But, like, Raven will be like, Whitney, it's not now is not the time. I'm hot. <laughs> I don't feel like touching, you know, and all that. So it is important to and establish COVID, physical. And during COVID.
0: Like, are you an elbow bumper? Exactly. Are you a six foot apart? Are you a
1: fist pounder? Like, you, you know, you need to, are you a, I'm just going to look at everything virtually person. And that's okay. So physical boundaries are important, but we're talking about mental boundaries. Yeah. And like, for me, my cutoff game is strong. Like, it's grown so much over the past few years. Um, and not that I, uh, I'm, I'm one that I don't burn bridges. Like it's more or less like I'll close aside, you know, and you can't get across it, but I'll never burn the bridge because you never know when you have to open it up. But my cutoff game is very strong. Yeah. Like I, I think, um, you've, based, he-
0: you've actually helped me with this.
1: Yeah. I, well, I think based on my profession, like it's, it's, Sometimes it's a necessity to have to, you know, cut ties or cut someone off or um, have them respect your mental space Um, with the amount of people I work with in the in the capacity that professional um, those professional mental boundaries have spilled over into my personal life. And so I'm always like, well if this is not adding value to my life, I need to cut it off. And that's just all to it. And it's, it's not everybody. Like there are some people who are going to take more than, um, what they're going to give. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not, there are no expectations or anything like that. But when it's to a point that it's affecting my mental health or it's, um, affecting, you know, relationships, whether that be marriage or friendships or something like that, then I'm like, Oh no, got to cut them off. Like, and that's all to it. Um, not to say that we can't rebound from that, but at during this season, I got to cut you off. This is a boundary. I don't have the mental capacity for it. I don't have the space, mental space for it. Um, I don't know. I think we, last season I talked about the penguin theory where, you know, when one, it, think about seven penguins, imagine this, seven penguins on an iceberg, and when one jumps on one end, one has to jump off the other end, so you, you know, you have a constant, like, rotation, yes. and so I think about the penguin theory, like, there's only so much capacity um, you can have mentally, and so when someone jumps on, or something jumps on, that you have to devote more time to, sometimes another penguin has to jump off, and, Sometimes that penguin never jumps back on the iceberg. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you have to think about that. But. And
0: sometimes, the, I mean, if if the penguin that jumped off was just like a real jerk. Exactly. like a jerk penguin. The jerk Everybody penguin. around the iceberg knows that's exactly, a jerk Exactly, exactly. You're like, it jumped off good. I'm not living back there. on the iceberg. He can um, keep
1: swimming. But there's a few people that can get in my mind. There's yeah. a few people that can, that that mental space or capacity, they're just, I'm like, dang it, I, I have no boundaries with But I can. That's the thing. I can put those boundaries in place, but I don't... I, I just don't. And one is Corbin, who's my husband, and then Katrina, uh, who's oh, my best Katrina friend. Oh, Katrina
0: Bama. We're Katrina giving you a shout-out.
1: We're going to give Bama. you a shout-out. And it's not a bad, like, get in my mind. It's more or less, like, things I haven't thought about or um, you, she You will value her opinion. Value. I definitely value her Me opinion. Too. And so um, I got a couple other friends that will do that. But Corbin and Katrina, I think, are the two that, you know, when they say something or when they insist something um or give me feedback it sticks with me a little bit more and that's not to say it's a bad um you know a a bad crossing of the mental boundary at all I think that it's a good crossing of that mental boundary but it does stick with me like well and
0: I think I think too what you're talking about that boundary is you know that Katrina wants what's best for your soul. Yes, Corbin wants what's best for your soul. Yes, And there yes. have been times where I was so caught up and I was just like, I'm a recovering pleaser. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I want, I'm a two on the Enneagram. Yes. I'm a helper. Yes. I want people to be happy and healthy and love Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes I think that I can help them do yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, so when I get really vested in someone's, situation or their spiritual walk or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then they either, they don't want my friendship Mm -hmm. or, you know, to quote my mom, you can be the, the juiciest peach in the bushel basket, but they hate peaches. So just get over it that you're a good peach, honey. And, um, you know, and my mom's on Pinterest a lot. I think she got that from Pinterest, but anyway, but you know, just recognizing who is for me Yes. And um, and you've helped me with that. Like, yeah. the way that you're able to go, it's okay. Like, and my therapist helped yeah. me with that. Like, I, But, like, this person thinks really bad things about me. And I yeah. remember my therapist looked at me and said, well, is that true? Right. No. Right. Okay, then why do you care? And I'm like, well, I mean, I thought I should care, but by your tone I'm seeing that I shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's helped. I, but for me that's been um, – that's been a mental exercise mm-hmm. for me. Like it's been very um intentional to mm-hmm. retrain my thoughts yep. to go, you know what, God knows the truth about me and that's yep. all that matters. Yeah. And yep.
1: I know I think about uh Georgia Lee and she was mm-hmm. grappling with something and I was like, uh uh, we're not letting this person in our our mental space. We're not letting you know stormy clouds into our sunshine world like get over it let's like you know let let's not give this person any energy or any mental capacity because you can spend it on other things
0: auntie whitney is a wealth of wisdom (laughs) for my girls in so many good ways like when we prep our episodes you all don't know we did put a picture up for an international podcast day we put a picture up of what it looks like when we're prepping an episode Mm -hmm. and um Maggie, I, how, I don't know how often I'm going to say, you know, who just recently got a grown-up job, <laughs> praise God. Thank uh, you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she was listening to us talk, and she goes, I just like to sit and just watch you all come up with the yeah, episode. She goes, yeah. I learned stuff from you and Whitney, Mom, and I'm like, well, good, good. Yes, definitely. Um, I still
1: struggle, though, with boundaries. Like, saying no, I... I don't know, because I I always, I tend to take on too much, and I'm doing better at refining things, Um, but I I definitely take on, sometimes I take on too much because I I won't say no or don't look at what, um, I I don't look at what I have on my plate already, and so I'll just be quick to say yes, 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 because that's the easier thing to do, to be quite frank, so of least resistance. So,
0: yeah so marriage... I've learned how to say no from you, Ginge. Okay. Well, so, and I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. I like when I can teach you yes. stuff. I mean, I do feel like I know some things about marriage because as I've said, I've been married a million yes. years. Yes. But, um, you know, a while back when we were just really deep in ministry, <clears throat> I, uh, I was like, I cannot do anything else I'm I cannot and I said this whole next year I'm gonna honor the commitments I've made Mm -hmm. but it is my year of no yes and I'm just I'm gonna say no even if it's a good thing that I might want to do Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no and Maggie calls it my year of no She (laughs) was like your year of no really helped me mom because a lot of the yeses were affecting her yeah You know, and she was like, "I'm watching you, mom, be exhausted and um, getting less uh, less appreciation, um, and you're just so tired." So for my girls to watch me have the year of no, it was a good example of of boundaries for them, and um, and that was even before like I got professional help for my crappy boundaries. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but you know, both my girls were like, "Mom." You were a doormat mm-hmm. and now you're not. And yeah. I was like, well, well, good. And um, so my dad was in sales and I mm-hmm. quote my dad all the time. I quote him He's so wise. much. He's wise. Pappy is wise. Oh yeah, Pappy loves Whitney.
1: Um, <laughs> I love Pappy too. Shout out.
0: Well, he uh, I quote him so much that on my blog, my mom was like why do you always quote your daddy so much? I've given you wisdom. <laughs> and I'm like, you have. So I've, I've tried to give her some, some shout-outs. But anyway, I think the reason he's so wise is he ran his own business mm-hmm. for 40-something years, mm-hmm. and he was in sales. So yeah. he might as well have a PhD in psychology when it mm-hmm. comes to dealing with people. And for the longest time... Um. so many people would come to him for advice. S- one of his secretaries got him a little sign through the outside of his door. yeah. That, and it would say the therapist is in or the therapist is out. He just flipped it. I love so it. this was part of his wisdom. He said, the more you do for people, the more they will expect and the less satisfied they will be. And the first time he said mm-hmm. that to me, you know... I'm, and I see this now with my own kids. My dad was on the outside looking in yeah. of my life of ministry. Mm-hmm. And he called so many things yep. before I saw them. Yep. And one of his best acts of love, which was also tough love, is he didn't tell me what he was observing. He wanted me to figure it out on my own, mm-hmm. which I know as a parent was probably very hard for him. Yeah. But then as I start realizing these things, he would go, yeah, I noticed that two years ago. Yeah, three years ago, I noticed that that person that pretends that they're for you at church mm-hmm. is not for you. Right. And right. I was like, oh, dad, okay. Yeah. Well, that saying that he gave me, the more you do for people, the more they'll expect them, the less satisfied they'll be, that is no more truer than in church. Oh, yes. Come like uh, two snaps. Bl- blessing the blessed continually yeah and they grow less satisfied and yeah. I'm like churches are so similar to the children of Israel yes Yes. Like, We're hungry. We want manna. We're tired of manna. It's like But are you
1: starving? Like <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? It is just wild. I I think about that too. I think about a lot of the times I equate stuff to work because I spend a lot of time there, of course. But um I learned that in the workplace. You know, I'm a fairly new leader and we had our first round of employee engagement surveys and so I'm looking. Um and they're they're blinded, but when I have departments that have very small, like two or three and like all three <laughs> take them or two out of the three, take the employee. You can I, mean, I can pretty much Maybe narrow the squeaky it down.
0: Wheel is. Yeah.
1: So, um, this was when I first started as a, as a leader and, um, I had done everything. I mean, I, I was like, Buying donuts in the morning. I was making sure for joint commission is our governing body. I was making sure we like we had stuff down, making sure they were educated, making sure my employees were educated, um, being collaborative with decision making. Like I'm talking textbook. All the
0: things. Morale. All the things.
1: The stuff I teach, like to my Murray State students, I was doing. It was textbook leadership, <laughs> which was not looking back on it, I was like, yeah, absolutely it was not the right thing to do because these were written by like people who Had not worked in hospitals in several years. So anyway, I get my employee engagement scores back. And man, someone flamed me. I mean, gave me, ripped me a new one, lit Mm -hmm. me up. I was like, what in the world? I'm doing all this. I'm doing all that. And it goes back to like, I may have been a juicy peach, but that person did not (laughs) like peaches. That is, I'm not giving this person what he or she needs, but not only that, um, I, I had set an expectation that I couldn't consistently meet or exceed. And so I started off out the gate like, boom, doing this. I'm buying donuts every Friday. I'm doing that. And then that. you know
0: what? It was a chocolate long john. And, and exactly. then it was, it was a chocolate cream filled exactly, long john. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: Custom orders. Now, okay, now you want an oat milk latte like, you know, with, with your donuts. And so, you know, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to please everybody. I have to start learning how to say no for my own sanity um, and because I don't want to spend and consistently spend 50 60 hours at work a week like that's not that's not what's conducive um a to me growing as a leader but be me growing in faith because I also couldn't devote myself to what I what I really wanted to do outside of work and so I had to learn that the hard way like set that boundary and when it's I mean this is a performance-based I'm in a performance based job. So if I do poorly on employee engagement scores, like, you know, I have to go through a coaching opportunity and all this stuff. And um funny enough, as I started setting boundaries, my scores went up because the expectations um, you know, weren't I didn't set I didn't set those expectations incredibly high that I couldn't even jump over. And so um It's kinda of like parenting. It like is like
0: you can it's easier to Start stricter and loosen up. Yes, that's the way it is. I think with boundaries, like it's easier, but it seems like we always learn that after the fact. Yeah, you can. It's easier to have the the healthy boundary and then expand. Yes, you know where where more people maybe um I don't know like an intimacy in your relationship. Yes, versus um you know, my boundary was loose and now I have to tighten it back up. Now sometimes that's a wake up call for people to act better. It
1: is, it is. But I knew I was doing something right when my coworker bought me this plaque that I have on my desk that said, lowering my expectations has exceeded my wildest dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And so my my, like, anytime my employees have to come in my office, like that's standing there. And it's funny now. I mean, I'm very close with all of them. And that happened several years ago and employee isn't even there anymore. So Um, maybe that's why my score went up but uh okay are
0: are you ready for my quote yes oh yes i always have a quote i had a quote
1: though. lowering expectations wasn't that good it's not even in our framework i know right Um,
0: well this is this is my quote on boundaries are you ready it's good oh yeah learn to distinguish who deserves an explanation Mm. who deserves only one answer who deserves absolutely nothing? Oh, I know. Mike,
1: drop. We should have music playing as you read <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> you know what? We we're gonna try and add some bells and whistles to this production. And yeah, we might yeah. need to do that. But I thought it's while that is a good a good quote. Yeah, I think, and it's it's a good idea. But I think you can only do this. I think with prayer, mm-hmm. like you know, it's one of the things that I pray regularly. I pray it for myself. I pray it when I pray over my girls. I've prayed it with um, mm-hmm. you. Yep. You know, yep. and I always pray, um, give, us, give me wisdom or give yep. us wisdom. Give me discernment. Yes. And give me your words, not mine. Yes. And I feel like if you've got that where those three things, learning to distinguish who deserves an explanation, who deserves only one answer, mm-hmm. and who deserves absolutely nothing – you know, if, if all of that is marinated in prayer, yes, then your chances of having good, healthy boundaries increases. That's it. Um, but uh, now we've talked about, let's review. If, if I were teaching school, this review. would be the review. You know, we've talked about physical boundaries yes. that are kind of funny. Um, we've talked about mental boundaries yes. and expectations and all of that. But one of the hardest mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. to set is family boundaries. Ooh. And if I, I don't even, I could probably fill up one whole legal page, two rows, if I created two rows in a legal page of people I know that have struggled with family boundaries mm-hmm. and it led to so much strife and stress. Yes. Um, uh, friction in marriage, yes, um, yes. because we really can get our boundaries screwed up mm-hmm. when it comes to what family's supposed to look like.
1: Yeah, big time. And so, I look. Let me tell you, Ginger is my Twitter follower, and I follow Ginger on Twitter. And I don't
0: tweet very often. No I'm a retweeter.
1: You are a retweeter, and so one day, um, she was like, "Whitney, this tweet got." It You got a lot of traction. I was like, yeah, it did. Anytime you bring up God, something, you know, in the right, correct context, then of course something's going to happen. So um, one of my buddies uh, tweeted out this scenario, and the scenario was this man who had a wife, um, but also from a previous relationship had a daughter. And so the daughter had a birthday, and the baby mama did not invite the wife to the birthday party. Well, the husband was like, well, if you're not inviting my wife, I'm not going basically. Um, and suggested and and said, I'm not going like, you're going to respect my wife or something like that. I forgot what it was, but anyway, I kind of seconded and was like, that baby would just have two parties, you know? And so the tweet, that tweet went viral, but I sent a follow-up one because someone was like, well, how is he going to take, you know, the wife's side and that's his child? And I was like, because God is greater than husband is or wife is greater than fam is greater than children. So basically meaning the priorities are God, then your spouse, then your children, and then your family, work, whatever else you got behind children. So the tweet went viral. People were like, oh my gosh, you should never have kids. I can't believe you will put your children before your uh, after your husband. I can't believe you will put your husband before your children. You're probably not even in a relationship. It was engaged at the time. But like, I was like, I'm to be married. But anyway, you should never have kids. Oh my gosh, this is why kids get left out in the cold. And I was just like, no kids get left out in the cold because they don't prioritize their husbands before they prioritize (laughs) the kids. So I'm like, you know, it it was just really funny. And um, I I laugh at stuff like that, and I tend to every now and then I'll just get on Twitter, tweet something, and it blows up. My Cardi B tweet went went viral. It was <laughs> I, It was just so much going on.
0: Just well, and you know what we decided very early on in our marriage um, is <clears throat> when it came to our marriage. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I've said several times we've married a million years. We've been married twenty eight years, mm-hmm. but we dated. still a long time. I know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels longer than others. Um, So, but we dated a long time before we got married. And, um, but our kind of our deal going into marriage was I would manage my family. Yes. And Mike would manage his family. Yes. And everybody may not agree with that, but. I mean, I knew I could say hard things to my parents and my parents are still gonna love me because I am their ultimately I am their child. That's it. And so, you know, and then Mike would handle his family. But ultimately, the family that came first was the family that was me and Mike, right? you know, and I think a lot of times people don't think of just a husband and a wife as Mm -hmm. being a family. Maybe you don't think you're a family until you have children, but you know, we, we recognize that when we said, I do, Mm -hmm. we're family now. Exactly. Mike and Ginger are a family and we're not going anywhere. And you know, and then when we had children, it was the same thing. Mike, Ginger, Maggie, Georgia Lee. We're a family. Mm-hmm. Now we have extended family. But again, I would handle my family. He would handle his family. Yep. And, um, I mean, and it's worked. And it has not always been easy. No. And, you know, when we went and decided that we were no longer going to do the family Christmas traditions mm-hmm. like they'd always been done. Yeah. We weren't doing it because we were an hour and 15 minutes away. And the right. kids were exhausted. Yeah. And we were exhausted. And one Christmas, Mike said, I don't even know what our kids got for Christmas. <laughs> and that was like, when after, we made it through that holiday. And really what was funny is that holiday, nobody was happy with us. Yeah. You know, yeah. my granny was sad. We didn't stay long enough after we ate turkey and dumplings yeah. and, you know, all of this different stuff. And so we backed away from all of it and went, okay, let's reset these boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're a family, yep. the four of us. And from there, it's just kind of worked itself out. Yeah. Um, but now this is my, my words of praise to yes. you and Corbin. Y'all did really good working on your boundaries, even before you were married. Like yeah. y'all have done so well so far of just like Corbin and Whitney are a family. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You have.
1: Yeah. Especially when we add a 19 year old in there and having oh, yeah. him grown <laughs> up with, it's a long story y'all, but basically we co-parent this 19 year old that is neither of our biological child, but he is, he is part, he is really honestly part of our household. So anyway, you know, there's been times where he's, Tried to test us, like, and get bad and
0: conquer. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, we, you know, um, ask Corbin about this. I was like, no, no, what did Corbin say? And he's just like, oh, man. But it's teaching him also that when he has a wife, that they're a team. Yeah. They're a team. So if one parent or one party says one thing, then even if you don't agree with this, sometimes you got to stick to it. Or if we've already talked about it and come to an agreement, whether one party likes it or not, that's us as a unit making that decision. And, you know, we've done things like established holidays already. We both, neither one of us, um, live close to our parents. So we started Thanksgiving in, um, near Clarksville, which is where his, his family's from. And then Christmas we'll spend with my family. And so, um, it, I don't know, it's just been, it's been easy, honestly, I think because, A, we went through a lot of uh, premarital counseling, but B, both of us went into the relationship rooted in faith, um, and we established what, we knew going into the relationship that the end goal was marriage, and if neither one of us were, were on that page, then what are we working towards? And
0: I love, when you told yeah. my girls that, yeah I was like, oh, thank you, that's a... yeah. And that's a lesson oh, yeah. they don't have to hear from me. And it was so, because yeah. my girls think yeah. that Whitney is so cool. So they're <laughs> like, yeah, Whitney didn't frivolously date. No, you know, like, no, it was,
1: no. Even, you know, the previous relationship was a long-term relationship. And as soon as I realized, okay, like this is not going to lead to marriage or like, it shouldn't take someone four or five years because I'm a, I'm a catch. So like, (laughs) you honestly, so honestly, (laughs) so I was like, yeah, this is not what God had in store for me. Like he has, he has more for me and more for him. So we need to be apart to figure that out. But, um, when Corbin and I started dating, we, we, talked about. It. I'm like, why are you dating? Like, are you dating to date or are you dating to be married? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm looking for a wife. And I'm like, great. I'm looking for a husband. So let's make this work on me. Um, <laughs> and it did, it did work out, but I think about boundaries and setting those, but, um, Corbin and I have done well setting boundaries and I, I pray and hope we continue to do that. But we mentioned something um, earlier. We both have strong roots in Christ and relationships. Uh, we each have a relationship with Christ, and then our together relationship with Christ. Um, but I always think about like, what if God had boundaries? Like, what if, I mean, and he does technically, but not really. Like, we can ask him for anything. I think about John 14, um, 13 through 14, and it says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And Corbin and I talked about this. We were talking about the gift of healing, and um, we were going back and forth about what our personal beliefs are with that and how it relates to the biblical text. And, um, you know, he was like, it's in, it's in scripture. You can ask God for, you can ask Jesus for whatever. You can ask God for whatever. Um, and really his power is boundless. It really yeah. is. And so when you think about that and like grace and mercy, and um, I think about like what if God had set certain boundaries of what we can and can't ask for in prayer, and I always go back to kids, and they ask about, can you please give me this toy, Lord? Can I please get this? Can I please get a bike? And it's so innocent, but it's there in the text. Ask for it. Well,
0: and I think, too, that the parent-child relationship, Mm -hmm. as far as when my girls ask me for something, Mm -hmm. you know, if it doesn't... If it doesn't go against God's will right. or our core family values which right. we try to align with God's will, I want to give them whatever right. it is that right. they want or they need or you know, and I think about like last Christmas we surprised them with MacBooks. They yes. both needed new computers. Yeah. They had zero idea yes. that they were getting them and just the gratefulness yes. that they received the gifts, but I think you know, and you said, you know, while God's power is boundless mm-hmm. and and there is no boundary as far as he wants, he can take it from us. You know, exactly. like, you know, he can take our doubts. He can take our fears. Mm-hmm. He can take
1: our anger, our anger. Yes. And that's
0: sometimes that's hard mm-hmm. for us to realize, like, he loves us enough that he's OK if yes. we're angry, yes. if we're angry at him, yes. I mean, I know I have been like really, God, like I am trying to do what you want me right, to do, like right. throw me a bone here, right, some, right, you know, and and He can take that, but I started thinking in our discussion, really, the only boundary that the Lord has is that Romans eight twenty eight mm-hmm. that He can He can cause all things to work together for good to those who love God, but we kind of get part of that messed up. And it says, "Who are called according to His purpose." Yep. And the way that's broken down, it's and I've studied this in depth because we kind of think, "Well, Mm -hmm. it just happens," and now God's going to use it for good, right? Um, there you go, right? But really, it the key phrase there is "according to His purpose."
1: Absolutely. And so
0: you know while we don't have boundaries in the intimacy that mm-hmm. we can have with God, yep. the things we ask for, the things we want, the things we desire, ultimately it's according to His purpose. Absolutely. It's not that we're called according to His purpose because mm-hmm. He wants all of us. He calls yes. all of us. But we it's His purpose. Yes. So then you have to back away from that and go, okay, what is God's purpose? Mm-hmm. What is His purpose? Mm-hmm. Well, His purpose is that everyone is called back into a reconciled relationship yes. with him. Yes. yes, You know, so we all, he wants us all drawn back to him. Definitely. And I think just in American Christian world, yeah. we try to make that a little more feel good oh, yeah. than what it really is. Yes. Because sometimes, according to his purpose, is some really hard stuff.
1: Yes, absolutely. You and know, even if you ask him, it doesn't mean he's... You can, you, you can. And like I said, his power is boundless. However, that doesn't mean you're going to get it like, because it may not be in his will for you or in his purpose or that thing that he didn't give you may have been something that was going to cause a barrier between you and your relationship with Christ. Derail your faith. And so, you know, a lot of times we'll ask for things, but because his power is boundless, he already knows what we need and what we don't need. And so, um, I, I think about that and, and how we love to to just twist scripture and say, you know, I can ask him for anything. Yes, but you need to be prepared for what you ask for. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Well, so. and I
0: think in another episode, we've talked about where I said that, you know, I was praying. Yes. And I was like, Lord, I just want to be in the middle of your will. Mm-hmm. like. I don't want to be on the edge of your will. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the middle of your will. I just want to serve you, just whatever that looks like. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, I will say, I knew that serving God was more than baking a hash brown casserole for a sick person. And right. I'm not knocking sick people or hash brown casseroles. Exactly. I love both of them. exactly. And I've ministered to many people with a hash brown casserole. But I felt like there was more that he wanted me to do. And mm-hmm. so you know, talk about adjusting a boundary,
1: Hmm.
0: you know, like Mm. I thought it was going to look like this Lord, but now I've prayed this. And according to his purpose, this ministry looks really different because broadcast role wasn't your ministry. No, no. Mm. And you know, I think here we are. And if just being totally honest, we're sitting here on a Sunday afternoon. Yes. We've just had worship in a movie theater with about 20 people because COVID. Right. Um, We are sitting in a ministry house that used to be a crack house. Right, exactly. And we're recording this, and when it gets dark around here, neither one of us really would want to go out by ourselves. Right. So... According to his purpose.
1: According to his (laughs) purpose. Absolutely. Man, I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I've enjoyed um, us bantering back and forth, definitely. And um, I feel this episode feels good. Um, But what what feedback do you all have? Where have you struggled? Like give us, give us your, especially with boundaries. Like we still have more to learn. Clearly we've, we've said that on here. Uh, so we want to hear from y'all. What, what's something that you've gone to, whether that's therapy, Christ friends, something, but uh, please comment on our IG and our Facebook. Our yeah. IG is bourbon underscore
0: and underscore uh, beignets. And, and I will say this too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We've we've talked about some serious stuff with boundaries. Yeah. We've talked about some funny stuff yes. with boundaries like <laughs> do you kiss your mom on the mouth? Exactly. But you know, there are some boundaries um that may be like a real struggle for you. Yep. And we pray with a lot of people. We pray for a lot of people. Yes. I totally understand if you don't want to put a public comment on Instagram, but yeah. if you ever private message us yes. that they're like, this is a legit boundary struggle I have. Mm-hmm. If you um, if you send that to us, we will always keep that confidential, and we'll pray for you. Absolutely. We, we pray together, and we, um, we pray separate, of course. But, you know, we just are interested to see what other boundaries that other people might
1: struggle yeah. with. And yeah. So let us know. Definitely. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, thanks again to Call By God for our music, our intro and outro music. It's Clean Heart. Their album is For His Purpose. Um, so please check that out on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever other. They're on pretty much most platforms. Yeah, you can find them. Yeah, yeah. So um, please listen into our uh, episodes before this and tune in next week for another episode of Bourbon and Beignets. Thanks for listening,
0: y'all.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: So I'm asking